Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Hi, I'm your inner dream monologue, and you're fast asleep, so I'll be quick. Great job using the Colgate Optic White Overnight Teeth Whitening Pen before bed. When used as directed, it gives you a visibly whiter smile in just seven days. So while I fly and talk to animals, you're removing teeth stains with ease. Sweet dreams. And when you wake up, keep on living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Hello, friends. Got another reboot episode for you here, but first a couple of updates. Uh, Natalie and myself will be at the LA Art Show again this year. So if you're in the LA area, we'd love to see you. We'll be podcasting from the Dialogues stage on February 7th and 8th at 6 p.m. And we'll also just be bouncing around LA for a few days, um, doing some different arts-related things. We would love to connect, meet up with any of you all. We hope to see you there. Also, Art History Babes in NYC. So our New York City trip has been moved to May 27th through June 1st. We are down to crunch time. And unfortunately, the... Registration numbers aren't really reflecting the interest that people showed in the trip and we're kind of in a similar situation we were before. If we don't get registration numbers up, we're going to have to cancel the entire trip and reassess maybe doing it a different way later on down the road. But I know a lot of you showed interest and a lot of you reached out to us. So if you've just been waiting to sign up, um, now is the time to do it because we're going to have to make a decision really quick. We hope to see as many of you there as possible. It should be a lot of fun. Just a few days in New York City looking at art and making art and hanging out and I'm really looking forward to it. So hopefully you can join us. The episode you're about to listen to was originally released on August 29th, 2018. It is a favorite of mine. It's all about memes. And just listening back through it, I have so many, so many more thoughts on memes. So many things I want to say and talk about. Um, Maybe I'll do a blog post. Maybe I'll do a YouTube video. Maybe we'll do a follow-up episode. Maybe we'll do all of the above. There's just like so much to talk about with this topic. But this was our first installment of hopefully many discussions about memes. So Enjoy. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Corey. I'm Natalie. I'm Jen. And we are the Art History Babes. Yep. And today we are not only are we talking about a really fun topic that we have been talking about doing an episode on since like the beginning of the podcast. 
but we are also recording this for youtube so hi youtube hey guys if you want to see our faces while you listen to our voices you can head over to our youtube channel and watch the video pretty cool it's a thing it's a thing that we're doing now so still getting used to it <laughs> nats i'm very aware of my whole body <laughs> i'm just trying not to make awkward eye contact with myself in <laughs> like the video I'm just like, you're just gonna see jen's whole expression change at I'm one just... point <laughs> <laughs> it does it takes it takes a little getting used to we currently have multiple cameras on us as we record so this is a new <gasps> thing for us i forgot about that one <laughs> <laughs> i did i totally forgot about it today we are talking about memes memes, memes. not maymays not memes <laughs> Who calls it a meme? I swear that people call meme. Meme. <laughs> I heard someone call it a meme, like being very serious, and I was just like, "Oh my god, oh, you're gosh. real! Like you are a real person right now." <laughs> Did you touch them? Like, yeah, like real? wow, really, meme? It's memes. It's memes. And if you follow us on Instagram, you know we love memes. Mm-hmm. We're posting memes all Team the meme. time. We are all about the meme. And and also, like, not only are they hilarious and enjoyable, but they are undeniably a very important part of contemporary visual culture. Yeah. They are, like, right at the forefront of what it means to make images in the 21st century. Not just that. It's, like, it's become so pervasive now that, like, if someone sends you memes, they probably care about you a lot. You know, I had a conversation yeah, that's with. Nice. It's that's true. Nice. It's I true. Like that. I had a conversation with one of my girlfriends the other day, and she was like, oh, "I don't know, like you know, this guy. I've been seeing him for a while." And I was like, "Does he send you memes?" She was like, "No, actually." Oh. I said, "Girl, you gotta let that man go." It's true, like, cause if a meme reminds you of someone, yeah, like that's because I send you guys memes. I send my boyfriend memes all the time. Like, it's very much, yeah. it's an inner circle type thing. Yeah, yeah. Ma- Matthew had a cute thing because he was off Instagram for a while. He just deleted it, and then he got back on, and he was like, "Did you get that puppy I sent you?" <laughs> and I had actually missed it, and I felt really bad. And he's like, "Yeah, I was just thinking, like." Natalie might be having a bad day and then she just see the puppy. It's that one where they open the desk drawer and there's a puppy inside. It's an important file. Yeah. 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 It's such a, it's, it's silly, like a millennial right? love letter. I know it is. <laughs> but I mean, the fact of the matter is that most of us spend a lot of our time on social media. Truth. We absorb a lot of content and look at a lot of images all day and if you see something and it makes you think about a person and you feel good about it and you send it to them, that's love. It is. Yeah. If you see something, say something. <laughs> <laughs> true. Like, no, it's true. I love, I love getting like, yeah, memes that are, you know, just like, I feel like this is your sense of humor. Yeah, exactly. You know? It's a nice feeling. So what does this mean why are we doing this what does it all mean um all right so let's we have so much to talk about this is probably gonna be a really long episode so we're just gonna we're gonna dive into it i'm stoked let's do it so introduction to memes as we discussed you can't escape them they're everywhere they're all over the place people even print them and post them to walls i have one on my i have that um it's the magritte pipe 
and it says um instead of underneath instead of it saying uh this is not a pipe it says bitch i might be yeah <laughs> you have that framed i have it yeah. framed on my wall because it is <laughs> my like one of my favorite means of all time yeah so good yeah no exactly they've become they've become things we put on our walls mm-hmm. like they they really represent both something visually and something about society and they're they're oddly personal like i think people are very personally attached to memes but yeah they're everywhere some infamous memes throughout the past like 20 years we got grumpy cat Remember mm-hmm. Grumpy Cat? Yeah. Classic. We got... Do you remember Rick Rolling? That used to infuriate <laughs> me. Oh, my God. Rick Rolling was a whole thing. Um, One of my personal favorites and always will be was Double Rainbow. Double Rainbow. He was so excited. What does it mean? <laughs> I just really appreciated that honest reaction <laughs> to the Double that Rainbow. Yeah. That was so great. And then even things like the yellow dress versus the blue dress. Like yeah. that is a meme. Mm-hmm. And we are now reliving it right now. No, with Laurel versus Yanni. Okay, I hear Laurel. Me too. As do I. Yeah, you you heard it here. The art history babes hear Laurel. Ginny's not here, but I bet she hears Laurel. (laughs) I bet she does too. Yeah, I have not. I do not hear Yanni in any way. Well, and then speaking of memes, like I saw this really funny post that I shared the other day, and it was like. Uh, good morning to everyone except all of y'all hearing Yanni instead of <laughs> Laurel. <laughs> I was like, yeah. For real. Like these things that capture our cultural attention and it has it's everywhere it yeah. was on like the fucking today show like good morning america yeah. laurel or yanni like what? okay i think <laughs> so, it was there before i even heard of it there's another one i'll show it to you guys later it was an even weirder one that was either depending on the word that you think of you hear either brainstorm or green needle what and i did it in my head and it just freaked me out. What? It freaked me out, dude, because I was like thinking of brainstorm and I hear brainstorm. And then I was like, green needle. And then I heard green needle. And uh, I was like, what? No, I think all of these examples really what what's interesting about them is they say something very fascinating about human perception. Yeah, mm-hmm. like our, our, our brains are not this highly sophisticated thing that we think they are i think they're a lot simpler than we want to believe and so when something like this comes around where some people are seeing a blue dress and some people are seeing a gold dress or hearing yanni or laurel it just means that we're all living in different realities exactly Mm -hmm. we all that's crazy we all (laughs) our realities are like in some weird ways different and like that instead of talking about it that way everyone's just yelling at each other it's no! laurel or it's yanni yeah, yeah. like that is how we react to it yeah for real it's oh. just like a human experiment like that's just common ape um just, just, just ape shit ape shit <laughs> <laughs> this is yeah. just ape shit it's all just <laughs> ape shit um all so right. so anyway so a meme is really a very big idea and it encompasses a lot of things it's much more than an image reposted over and over again on the internet however those do fall into the bracket of memes the origin of the term meme actually comes from a much broader concept a meme is a representation of an idea that has spread throughout culture and taken on really a life of its own and the origins of the term meme 
are surprisingly academic. If you're unaware, the word, oh no, Leo, decline. <laughs> we love you, Leo, but not right now. <laughs> not right now. Um, <laughs> the origins of the term meme are surprisingly academic. The word meme was coined by the English evolutionary biologist Richard Dawkins, who is also a famous atheist. Quoted by lots of annoying dudes on the internet. It's true. It's so true. I don't get me wrong, brilliant, but I am not a big fan of Richard Dawkins, kind of for that reason. It's not even his fault. I like, know. It's really not. Like the man himself is a he's a brilliant person and he's got a lot of interesting ideas and things to say, but the but, fact that he's an atheist just well it's that whole the um the four horsemen the like atheist writers it was mm-hmm. richard dawkins mm-hmm. uh, i can only think of two of them richard dawkins and sam harris and i really like sam harris. i like sam harris have you heard his podcast i have it's a really good podcast and i've read his most re- recent book where he got really into meditation which mm-hmm. was dope because he's a famous atheist, but he's kind of exploring spirituality in a way that's still very like logical. And I think that's valuable in contemporary society. But anyways, I've always liked Sam of the four of them, Sam Harris. I was like, all right, I can get on board with this guy. But the rest of them have always been very like atheism. <laughs> like, Polarizing. It's really yeah. aggressive. It's, it's an aggressive yeah. atheism. And I'm like, that's not my vibe necessarily. Yeah, that's be- just as bad as aggressive religion. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Aggressive is aggressive. I'm like, you're doing the same thing. You know, <laughs> I'm going to look it up because now I just really want to know who the four horsemen yeah. Yeah, look of it up. atheism are. Look it up. So we have Richard Dawkins. Sam Harris, Daniel Dennett, and Christopher Hitchens. There Those we are go. all such white names. <laughs> yeah. I just don't appreciate the um like aggressive sort of like mansplaining. Oh yeah. It's like, you know, like of course the four horsemen of atheism are four white men that want to yell at me of <laughs> just chill. <laughs> well, it's just it's the yeah, the the idea that like what you're rallying against, you're doing the same thing, but for your belief system. Yeah. I'm like, no, 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 no. You don't get to do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, but anyway, anyway, we digress. We digress. Hypocrisy aside. Yeah. But they are all very smart, intelligent men. No denying yeah. that. And Richard Dawkins. So the term meme originated from Dawkins in his 1976 book, The Selfish Gene. So, yes, that is a book about genetics. It's where the term meme came from. Mm. Surprised. It's kind of a weird thing. And Dawkins argues that all life relies on replication. He suggests that this can also be applied to ideas. So ideas begin from a single location, a brain, and spread outwards and take on a variety of of different meanings. Um, Some survive and mutate. Some die out. These ideas do not necessarily need to be accurate to survive. So think about images of Jesus Christ throughout time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all know Jesus, Jesus didn't look like that. Jesus didn't look like that. But <laughs> right. we accepted it a long time ago and it is just pervasive. It's ingrained. You see a dude with a beard and long hair and you're like, oh, that guy looks like Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. It's like, did you see Jesus? <laughs> According um, to what? <laughs> oh, my God. That actually, this is on topic. Um, that reminds me of a meme I saw about the Met Gala. 
and it was Jared Leto. Remember his outfit, the Met Gala? Yeah. And then it was next to Chadwick Boseman at the Met Ball. And then it was like, it was like uh, what you think Jesus looked like versus what he actually looked like. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Right? I was like, it's perfect. So yeah, so that is an example of a meme. It's an idea, a cultural idea that wasn't even necessarily true, but it took on a life and it spread and it became widespread throughout culture. Dawkins deemed this concept mimim, which is derived from the Greek word for that which is replicated. He chose to simplify the word to meme to resemble the word gene. Oh. Very clever, Dawkins. So clever. The life of me of a meme resembles that of a gene is the general idea. Memes as a viral phenomenon that may evolve by natural selection in a manner analogous to that of biological evolution. So essentially Dawkins hopes that we would apply Darwinian principles to these these ideas, these cultural ideas that we create. So that that is where the word meme comes from fascinating right yeah so for our purposes as far as this episode goes we're really thinking right now about like internet memes so that's like what most of us think of when we talk about the word meme and Dawkins never anticipated that no at all but he has said that he did liken the spread of a meme to the way that a virus spreads Things go viral, so Word. internet memes end up. Um, I wonder if that term working out. I wonder if the term viral came from Dawkins as well or not. I mean, I don't That's know if question. it came from him, but I think that it came from just the way that things spread. Yeah, yeah, you know. But I feel like since the word meme was, even though it didn't mean, you know, internet memes was not something Dawkins anticipated, we took that word and we're like, this is a meme. I wonder if someone took Dawkins, you know, like idea of, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Or if it just attached itself to it naturally, which yeah. would almost like prove his theory more so than anything yeah. else. Because yeah. it would mean very that true, very true. his hypotheses would just start like, taking on a life of their own yep like a virus oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) what is happening (laughs) so an internet meme is a concept that spreads rapidly from person to person via the internet largely based through uh, email blogs forums image boards like 4chan social networking sites like facebook instagram twitter Instant messaging, uh, news sites like Reddit, and video hosting services like YouTube and Twitch. In 2013, Richard Dawkins characterized an internet meme as one that's deliberately altered by human creativity. Distinguished from Dawkins' original idea involving mutation by random change and a form of Darwinian selection. So there have been a lot of debates. What was the first meme? Like internet meme we don't know um but this seems like a very pointless debate i know (laughs) what was the first one which one was the first one there's some pretty there's some there are some pretty big ones though one that i forgot about i would have never remembered if it hadn't been for my boyfriend just being like you don't remember this (laughs) i was like i love it when people do that like no they things that would have been lost to the ether i would have never right the hamster dance song it's a song by hampton the hamster I Um, remember that. 
So it was a webpage that originated on GeoCities. Remember GeoCities? So a Canadian art student named Deidre Lacart made this little fun dancing gif of a rows of hamsters dancing to this song called uh, Whistle Stop by Roger Miller. And uh, it's really cute. Are we? Do we yeah. want to pull it up? Are we? Are we doing yeah. this? Are we gonna yeah. watch it? <laughs> yeah, it's there. very. It's short, but it's fun. <laughs> there we go. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's so cute. <laughs> Do it again. Reload the page. I love it. <laughs> I love that it doesn't reload itself. That you have to. Refresh yeah, it's, it. it's pretty old school. Half of you are like, oh yeah, I remember that. And half of you are like, what is happening? <laughs> Just a bunch of hamsters. <laughs> that one looks very chipmunk-like, <laughs> though. <laughs> that one that's walking, I'm not buying that's a hamster. <laughs> I don't know if that's a hamster. The other ones yeah, are definitely the other hamsters. ones are. That one looks like a chipmunk. That's a great meme. Go to hamsterdance.org <laughs> slash hamsterdance. We'll link it in the show notes. <laughs> we will. We'll put it in the show notes for you. We're going to have like a resurgence, like a random resurgence of visits. <laughs> Other notable early internet memes, Dancing Baby. Uh, that, oh, yeah. I feel like that's the first one. Like I know, Dancing right? That's Baby. the one that we all remember. That was yeah. everywhere. It was on TV. Right? That made it to yeah. like Super Bowl commercials. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Dancing Baby, Raffle copter <laughs> that one's dumb oh my gosh <laughs> i remember raffle copter i remember all your base are belong to us i don't remember this I don't one. that one that one know, was that just one. like a poor like translation of some video game like oh. some japanese video game and someone translated someone you know in charge of translating the game into like a english playing version just like translated it all wrong and then it was just funny and people started saying it <laughs> things like that and it's so absurd it's like why would this ever catch on but it does it does man so and that's so glad it does i love that it does <laughs> so we'll touch on that a little bit later on why these absurd things just uh just tickle us so that is a little bit of a intro on internet memes and um we like them we, we like them. We're fans. <laughs> we approve. <laughs> and uh, it seems that art historians in general seem to like them. Yeah. Art history memes are a genre of meme. It is a whole thing. Yeah. They're so good. Like when I even started seeing them, I was like, yes. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> I know. It was awesome and continues to be awesome. Some of my favorite memes are art historical by nature. So I'm just going to go over some accounts that... I like on Instagram and that you might like too. Classical art memes. Handle. handle. Their yeah. handle is <laughs> classical art shit. So it's not the original <laughs> classical classical art memes. This is a kind of like They just inspired. changed it actually. Uh, yeah, I feel like there's maybe some legal going yeah, on there. There was a problem and they changed it. I don't know the deets, but yeah. something happened. Yeah, so it's classical art shit. So as the name implies, they are turning classical artworks into memes by including text directly onto the image or some funny caption, some dialogue between figures. And they're great. They're glorious. They make me laugh. They're bringing art history into people's news feeds. 
Right. Which is awesome. And making a lot of these images, like, because certain certain paintings, certain artistical images up are, all the time. Yeah, have become known and, yeah. you know, the popular, like, visual lexicon just because they're, they make really good memes. So the first one I want to start with is this. When you send her a love letter and months later this arrives and it's a guy looking really distraught holding a letter and then it says seen at four or seven forty one PM. I don't even know what the origins of this painting are. But you know, basically like That is one thing I will say I don't think that they're super no. good at. Other <laughs> accounts are really good about like including at least some yeah. information, information about, the about the painting. Yeah, the thing, the thing about this account, while they are hilarious and some of them are so great, a lot of them are taken very out of context. Yes. Like very out of context. Oh, extremely so. Do you remember this one? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I forget the name of the guy. It's this really famous painting. I'm trying to find the name of the actual. Ooh. His name is Samuel Johnson. And it's this really amazing, like, exploitable image. But he's <laughs> reading something, and then he just looks totally confused. Yeah. And, like, um, that look on his face yeah. is so great. And if you go on, uh, like, knowyourmeme.com, it's, uh, it's essentially, like, a really fun exploitable image called what the fuck am i reading <laughs> and the original painting though is it's titled reading and comprehension it's supposed to be like he's reading something and then he like understands it and it's supposed to be him having a moment of comprehension but he just looks like what yeah. the hell was that <laughs> what um, did i just read and it's just one of my favorite memes when when we were all tas in grad school i printed this picture up and it was like on the wall on the bulletin board in our office just, i wonder if it's still there i hope it is because like reading midterms got me like <laughs> the one that i was thinking of is this guy this guy oh yeah so it's like a dapper man i want to say dapper dapper 1700s yeah. and uh I've seen this one a few times now. It's like a... It's a French painter from 1793. His name was Joseph de Croix. So who is this man? It's a self-portrait. Self oh, okay. So, you know, <laughs> it's a pimp-ass self-portrait. He's like pointing. At the He's literally <laughs> doing finger guns in this weird knuckle thing that I feel like means yeah, something. Yeah, what is that? Well, I like this one. I've seen it um, in its original incarnation instead of like... Uh, fuck bitches get money yeah it's like disregard yeah, yeah. females acquire currency yeah that's like that's the classic one wow <laughs> i have acquired four score and 19 difficulties but a wench cannot be counted among them <laughs> and uh if you know anything about scores it's 99 99 difficulties and a wench is not one of them. What is this? <laughs> I have passion in my pantaloons and I have no fear in letting you witness it. I have large levels of sexual appeal and I'm aware of it. <laughs> so essentially, I feel like this meme has become it's pretty good appropriation of like rap lyrics. Yes, exactly. Has become the thing with this meme and like putting them in like old timey speak. Oh man, this is going to be a really hard episode to, to record say, because yeah. we're just going to start looking at memes on <laughs> Google Images or Instagram. Well, and we're just going to get lost. When I when I cut the YouTube video, I'll try and put as many up on the screen for you as yeah. possible so yeah. you know what we're talking about. No. <gasps> <laughs> what happened? Uh, 
Uh, it's installing a fucking software update. Did it not save the video? No, I think it did. So let's take a Should break. Should we take a break? Let's take a break. Okay, so we ran into some technical difficulties, so we'll, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, and we'll, back. we'll be right back. <laughs> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We have returned after some technical difficulties. We're back. We got some food in our bellies. And we're going to talk about memes. Memes, memes. We're still talking about memes. Uh, thanks for bearing with us. No thanks to Apple and <laughs> your random software updates. Good morning to everyone besides Apple. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so we're back. We were talking about art historical memes, uh, classical art memes. Specifically classical art shit, as yeah. it's more recently been dubbed. So they put up a painting today that is two artists standing in front of an easel admiring the work. And one man says, I like it, but where is the caption? To which the other man says, the what? And the pre previous man says, usually these paintings have comedic captions above them or two characters having a vaguely amusing conversation. The other character says, it's a painting of a house. And then the other guy says, I'm sure you'll think of something. That's some inception Shit, it's right memeception. <laughs> it's a meme making commentary about memes. So is, fucking is that, meta. Is that meta? It's meta. It's meta memes. I'm so hesitant to call things meta because everyone that I'm friends with that is like a philosophy major and talks about <laughs> metaphysics and things like that are just like, well, that's not actually what that means. Oh and I'm god. like, oh my god, come <laughs> on. Like, but can I just have this? <laughs> Like, give me this. We can all agree, though, that's one of those things where it's just like literally, okay? So everyone uses the word literally, and then people get all up in arms about it, and mm -hmm. it's like, you're right. That isn't what literally originally meant, but socially, it has taken on a new meaning, yeah. and we've all accepted it, and yeah. that's how words work. I was going to say, like, hello, this is how language works. Exactly. It has worked forever. It's it like, evolves. It, it That's what happens. Just get out of my face. Yeah, stop being I'm, such a fucking word purist. I'm trying, I'm okay? <laughs> I'm doing my best. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, we're okay. all just doing our best. We really are. That's a really good one, though, and we're going to post it on our images for this episode. And I... Say it's meta. It is meta. So it's meta. And if you, you heard it here, fight me about meta, then <laughs> catch me outside. How about that? <laughs> That's a meme. Oh my god, this episode is just—it's like we're speaking in memes. It reminds me of the scene, <laughs> yeah. and this is the end with James Franco. Mm. Do you do you like Subway? Can I make it a sandwich? That's art. Art. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you don't you don't like art? <laughs> no, there was actually a meme I posted on our Instagram at Art History Babes Podcast. And it was a meme of that scene mm -hmm. from This Is the End. And it's James Franco. And at the top it's like it's like when someone says they don't like memes, and then it was James Franco, he's like, Oh, so you don't like art? Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Yep. Anyways, back to classical art memes. Well, moving on from classical art memes too 
tabloid art history. That's Shout a good one. One of our history. favorites. We are a big fan of tabloid art history. They're they're pals of the show. We love the ladies at tabloid art history. Just some dope art history babes. So their Instagram handle is at tabloid art history, and on Twitter they are at tabloid art hist. And they also have a website www.tabloidarthistory.com. So check them out. They're hilarious. And their little bio on Instagram says, because for every pic of Lindsay Lohan falling, there's a Bernini sculpture begging to be referenced. Whoa. Truth. So good. Speaking the truth. Yeah. No, they are doing something right. So this first one I want to talk about is, and they actually, I should say, are great about finding information on the works that they're referencing. So they are kind of trying to. Well, they're art historians. Yes. Like, I know at least, I'm not. I don't know the details about all of them, but I know at least one of them is going to school for art history yeah. right now. Like they're educated art historians and that shines through in it the does. work that they do. And so the first one is John Travolta kissing Scarlett Johansson compared to The Kiss of Judas by Thomas <laughs> Couture for the 19th century. And it's so perfect. It's, it's so perfect. good. And why is he doing that? Uh, God right? damn it, why John Travolta. John Travolta do Scarlet's that? face says everything. That was so Just weird. His like whole hand so is unamused. On her waist. Yeah. It's like, ew, get out of here, dude. Yeah. Yeah. That was a very cringe worthy moment in pop culture, so I'm glad that it was exploited because <laughs> that was on everything. Yeah. Like yeah. this creepy picture. I uh, hope Scarlett Johansson has seen this because I think she'd get a kick out of it. Yeah, I'm it's sure. a good one. It's I'm a good sure. one. I feel like this should be like thrown around more for like the Me Too movement. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, John, but this is creepy. No, shit. don't be sorry, John. John Travolta is problematic as fuck. Like, for real. Um, so I love this next one. I know. This one's good. Okay, so moving right on into Met Gala memes oh, because yeah, tabloid art history did such a good job with their Met Gala memes. They so, were on top of it. So someone actually, because I was like during the Met Gala, I was I was just like at home, like online and kind of following tabloid art history because they're basically like live tweeting it as yeah. it happens. Mm-hmm. And someone commented, I feel like the Met Gala is like the Super Bowl for tabloid art history. <laughs> and I was like, yes, yes, this is their Super Bowl. Yeah. This is their time to shine. Well, and this year yeah. gave them a platform. I man. know the yeah. Met Gala this year was kind of crazy. Yeah. Their theme was uh, heavenly bodies. Mm-hmm. What was the full name something, of it? Something the Catholic imagination. <laughs> I, I forget the middle part. Yeah, <laughs> heavenly bodies, like, you know, scenes from your dad's Catholic imagination. <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Scenes from your dad, from your Catholic dad's imagination. Yeah. <laughs> Baby girl, just Google that shit. I know. Sorry. I just like looking at her stuff. I got kind of distracted. <laughs> It's okay. Heavenly bodies, scenes from your dad's imagination. <laughs> I don't even want to know what the real name is because I just no. want to know that. Heavenly bodies, fashion and the Catholic imagination. <laughs> I was close. Okay, close enough. Close enough. Oh my god, you were closer than they were. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, anyways, um, Met Gala, lots of good content coming out of the Met Gala, fashion wise, meme wise, art historical meme wise. Yeah. Yeah. So Lana Del Rey came out as the Virgin Dolorosa, which is one of my favorite paintings. It is 
the Virgin Mary and uh, her heart is sort of like visible superimposed over her chest but you know it's like supposed to be inside but like (laughs) we're just suspending our disbelief (laughs) and there's seven swords in the heart the original painting is by one seeming to be unknown well okay so it's sort of like you know how there is like christ pantocrator <laughs> I always Did have to say that, right? I always have to say it like that. Yeah, look it up. That's exactly how you say it. Really? Like the Virgin Dolorosa is the same thing. It's like the she's, you know, showing you her pain. There's sounds yes, like he's a see? dinosaur. I know how you spell it, dude. Is that how you say it? anyway um it's just it's one of those like um a motif yes thank you nat it's a motif within the catholic faith and so lana del rey came into the met gala (laughs) as the virgin dolorosa with seven swords in her heart and uh, it's a she pretty, looks awesome. She, it's actually really, great, yeah. really cool. Um, she looked great. Her seven sorrows are represented by the seven swords. Yeah, I see it. It's so funny that this is like a lot of these stars look more interesting than they generally d- look. And yeah. Lana Del Rey almost looks less interesting. What? <laughs> I kind of compared to how Lana Rey, like she looks more normal there than she usually does I in like her stage saying. attire. I see what you're saying. Right? Like she looks she great. looks like she's going to the Kentucky Derby and she just wore a huge <laughs> like statement necklace. <laughs> <laughs> I, I totally see that for argument. For Lana Del Rey. Because Lana Del Rey has a very I don't know. She does just kind of like emanate something, and this is so costumey. Yeah. And so like, it probably is also that she's like smiling in this picture. Yeah. And, like, yeah. Just yeah. I I know what you mean. Who do we have next here? We got Janelle Monae. Oh god, looking amazing. Oh my god, I love it. Yeah, I think this was my favorite. That's a great one. The Virgin of Deliverance by Antoine Auguste Ernest. How, how many memes <laughs> does this dude have? You know, just four. <clears throat> Antoine Auguste Ernest Herbe from 1872 uh, to 76 circa. The chainmail, like diamond. I love headpiece. that headpiece. Oh, it's so good. Here's a question. While this is fun, are these memes? I think they tabloid art history as a thing has become a meme Mm -hmm. because it's become such a popular thing Mm -hmm. and this comparison of um images from popular culture comparing them to paintings has become a meme yeah you know yeah i I totally agree yeah i feel like if we're gonna go with the definition that we were talking about earlier and the whole viral nature of memes as long as these get enough traction to become you know almost virus-like yeah then and just the act of comparing Images from tabloids to famous paintings yeah. has has become a, the idea itself has become a meme I think which mm-hmm. makes the visual material memes but also a little different from your typical internet meme yeah and I think I there's something that's happening where now most funny pictures anything that's spread on the internet that's kind of funny is being called a meme yeah. <clears throat> and so I think that there's like a designation that needs to be made like what makes it a meme so in this case. That's right. We need to start 
we need to start breaking up memes into categories, like yeah. into mm-hmm. movements. <laughs> oh my god, this is the most art historian <laughs> conversation that ever was. You knew we were gonna do it. <laughs> we need to categorize. <laughs> we should I, we should write the book, you guys. We I, should start categorizing memes, dude. Ooh, the first art memes his- according to the art history base. The first art historical text on memes. Yeah, we I feel got like it's it. gonna get really deep. Somewhere in the world, someone else is getting the same exact idea, so we have to start right now. Yeah, (laughs) We need to do this immediately. I copyrighted this yesterday, so stop listening right now (laughs) if this is giving you any ideas. All right, so moving in the direction of what I think is undeniably a meme. Oh, this is 100% (laughs) a meme. So, Boy With No Job, you guys are probably familiar, probably. If not, it's a pretty funny account. Had a meme of a fake Pope Francis tweet that says... My culture is not your goddamn prom dress. Oh, <laughs> Pictures yeah. of Rihanna at the Met Met Gala. Also, like Rihanna as the Pope. Like, yeah, yes, Amazing. everyone's down Amazing. for Pope Riri. Amazing. But this meme was so perfect. It's so good. I love the "My culture is not your goddamn prom dress." Ones. Yeah, those are pretty good. It's good. It, yeah, they're good. They're Whoever good. made this, I kudos. saw one with like Snoop Dogg and like a girl wearing like a weed leaf dress who's like my culture is not your goddamn prom dress <laughs> oh, oh no not oh, no this one makes oh, me emotional yeah. this one's a little <laughs> tragic but this comes from our account but art is tragic it is right? tragic hashtag tragedy i know so it a side by side of the catastrophe by grutzner from 1892 oil on canvas Next to Kevin spills his famous chili from The Office, two thousand nine. <laughs> it's so perfect, like this painting. Like, look at his it face. It really is. And he spilled his like. It's so perfect. It's perfect, but I'm also gonna say something a little controversial. I almost feel like we could find a better picture to compare it to of Gary Gergich, because he kind of <gasps> looks like Gary. Oh, he does, does look, look like, like Gary. Gary, Larry, whatever you want to call him. He goes by many names. You know that that. And he spills a lot. I feel like we could find one that's maybe even closer. Well, like that is your... We could do a side by side by side. That is your your assignment now. Right. You have to find yeah. it. I feel like Larry Gergich is the Kevin of Parks oh, and Rec. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Completely. So, side note, I was like really emotional and hungover one day. They go hand in hand. They really do. And I was uh, binge watching The Office and it was the episode where Kevin spilled the chili and I might have cried a little bit. I get it. I get it. You yeah. just, he was so Let it proud. Out. He, was so so proud. Proud. he was so excited about his chili and, and Kevin doesn't get to do no. good things very often. <laughs> He and was he so proud, dude. Spilled it and he tried to salvage it <laughs> and it's just rough. The it's pot was like completely upside down. <laughs> oh man Kevin Kevin oh man one more by our friends in Sardle Art History ah Sardle see art differently also friends of the art history babes they have an amazing one uh it's a Saturn eating his child I feel like there's a lot of good memes with this Mm -hmm. painting yeah I've seen many it's um, an intense painting Saturn eating his child by Goya and uh, Saturn is arm deep. He's in there. And uh, it's so above Saturn, it says uh, anxiety, depression, soul crushing dreams. And then his child just says me. <laughs> I saw that and was like, same, <laughs> which is like the universal 
response to every meme. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's just like there's yeah a relatability to them, or else they, or else <clears throat> to return to the beginning of the episode, they die out. They yeah. don't succeed as memes. They don't become you know. viral. Exactly. We have to talk about this. Probably is my favorite art history meme, and it, it's one that just took off. But, but why though? <laughs> why, why though? But why though, Corey? It is Fernando Botero's. Why though? <laughs> what's the original name? Do we know? <laughs> um, what's the name of that painting? It's just a so, plump. Uh, it's a plump man. <laughs> plump boy. Um, <laughs> and if you're familiar with Botero at all, all of his um, figures are these just fat looking babies but they're not supposed to be babies yeah he well what he does is he takes imagery of like people that are in power and like aristocrats and stuff and then he it's it's a satirical thing it's like he's making commentary on it by making them plump (laughs) and they're so like cute and weird and so this one is Pope Leo the Tenth. It's Pope, Pope Leo the Tenth, <laughs> uh, painted by Fernando Botero, and it's it's such a good painting it by is. Botero. He, it's like, why did you do that? Yeah. Why though? <laughs> why though? But the look on his face, it's so perfect. Like he really is like looking at you, like, but why though? You know. <laughs> and this this image, I feel like, has just been pervasive, and it has taken on a life of its own. And you can actually purchase. Like, not just t-shirts, not just sweaters, but you can purchase a romper. A romp with, him. A romp him <laughs> with the why, though, meme of the Fernando Botero painting, which I still want, by the way. Yeah, I, wasn't it like $100? Yeah, it was really expensive. Yeah, it's pretty expensive. For the, for the romper? Yeah. yeah but you, I really want it. If you buy one and blow the $100, take a picture and tag us oh, in it. Oh, please do. Because I want to see that. Because I will be so proud. <laughs> like, I really want to own that so Just bad. Just send one as a gift to Corey. Yeah. <laughs> Hit us up, artistryfades at gmail.com. I will... I will love you forever if you send me that romper. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh real. my God, that would be amazing. But yeah, so I feel like in terms of art history memes, that's one that just like. Yeah, like, I feel pretty good about leaving it off on that one yeah. as far as our art history memes go. Because um, I feel like that <clears throat> one, people who don't even know anything about art or art history know that image, you know. Mm-hmm. And conversely, we know a lot about art and art history and we didn't know what the real painting was of so well now yeah we know. well and it's been so ingrained in our minds because exactly. we see it everywhere so the fact that we just now figured out like the name of the painting right oh, we just goodness. know it as why though why though, why though? yeah Botero we're all painting googling it why though <laughs> but why though <laughs> oh um, my yeah, goodness so lots of great art history meme accounts out there didn't really talk about though how prevalence of these memes has in a way it seems anyways really created a resurgence of an interest in art history i feel like it's just a lot more common to have a base knowledge of art history because these memes are such a part of the culture you know well they're like making art history kind of cool and interesting again it sounds stupid and tacky but making younger people interested in art history is what's going to keep it as like a thriving field. Exactly. So if you're not... It will die without the youth. Yeah, (laughs) we need need those youths, the street youths on their Instagram, (laughs) liking the tabloid art history. I think that like 
when I first, because I I'm that old, where when I first started noticing that things like you know classical art were turning into memes, for like a second I wanted to have this knee jerk reaction where I was like, that's disrespectful. And I don't like it. And I was very much like that. Actually, you know, surprises me. Really, that, that was your no. Reaction. I I, imme- I immediately was like, get off my lawn. <laughs> and then I was like, wait, no, that's wrong. Because I think that the fact that something you know meme culture can make art history relatable and funny, mm-hmm. even if it's like not the point. The fact that these are paintings and artists that most young people would probably never have a chance to even learn about. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. In a way, I wonder if the meme world is going to save art history. Yeah, <laughs> well, could. Yeah, that's Seriously. honestly how I feel. I, I've always really enjoyed it and felt very positive about it because, I mean, like sometimes, like I have been introduced to several paintings through art history memes that I didn't know about before because people who make these memes dig deep. Like they felt like that one of Kevin, like that's a yeah. random ass painting. I would but have never seen that but painting. Exactly, but it's perfect. <laughs> yeah. And so the people who make these memes, they dig deep into art history and they're pulling out images that yeah i think would 100 percent die off if they weren't bringing them to the forefront and i think that's brilliant and important and sure we laugh at it but th- that doesn't make it wrong like I was that, say, humor should be tied into everything especially yeah, right? these days we should find everything funny that we can find funny. <laughs> no shit <laughs> for real that is where the joy of life comes from yeah we gotta laugh we just gotta laugh <laughs> yeah i feel like that's a good segue into like the next topic of memes that we wanted to to talk about today which is this reemergence of astrology and yeah. astrology memes are like a huge thing right now they are and as you know if you listen to this show i love astrology and i like to talk about it and i like to tie it into everything it's even more annoying if you're my friend <laughs> Corey wants to know where you were born and what time and what day i'm gonna tell you about yourself yeah if you come at Corey and you don't know your moon and your rising sign, <laughs> then like go figure that out and come back. You need to figure that out first. <laughs> but I, I do really enjoy astrology. I'm a little bit of an astrology nerd. However, I am nowhere near as um, proficient as a lot of people are. And I'm very fascinated by not only the reemergence of astrology in contemporary culture, but how it is being reimagined in contemporary culture. So this idea of astrology kind of being a meme in itself is very fascinating we all know it's a big thing whether you believe in it or agree with it or not it's everywhere like if you are engaged with contemporary culture you see astrology and you hear people talking about it and it can be considered a meme and i think in a way so can can a lot of belief systems which i think ties back to what dawkins was trying to say in the beginning you know like i think he was probably referencing more like the fact that we believe in certain things and how our beliefs grow so i think in a way astrology aligns itself with what dawkins was considering a meme and the renewed popularity of astrology in the 21st century the way it is is happening and unfurling has has been very similar to the life of a meme. So like we have 
tons of people on social media, be it Twitter or Instagram, that run full astrology accounts, Tumblr. Their whole thing is like astrology. I follow a lot of them. And like some people make a really good living off, off of it, which is amazing. And like kudos to you. And as we know, like the practice of astrology has been around for a long ass time like thousands of years and it has gone through this up and down of it's real it's debunked it's real Mm -hmm. it's debunked it's you know Mm -hmm. and but it keeps coming back which makes it powerful in my opinion regardless Mm -hmm. like the fact that it does not die the new age movement of the 1960s and 70s uh came with a lot of astrology zodiac stuff and i think you could really compare what we're going through now to the 60s and 70s for about a million different reasons yeah shit's tumultuous in a very similar way we're dealing with you know human rights in a very intense scary way sometimes but like important you mm-hmm. know we're, we're we're facing important issues like things are not chill right now social activism is a big thing again yeah exactly it has to be exactly So astrology never 100% went away. I think throughout the 90s and stuff, you know, people would be in every newspaper still. You'd have your little blurb. But like it wasn't something I think really many people took seriously or like really paid attention to. What was the name of the you've talked about him before, the astrologer? Walter Mercado. Yes. (laughs) Walter Mercado was actually he's actually I think he's still alive, but he is huge all over Latin America because of his uh, popularity as like a astrologer. Um, Dude, they talked about him on Jesus and Miro. Dude, Jesus, not Jesus. Miro Miro wears the shirt with Walter Mercado on him. (laughs) Dude, for real, like when Walter Mercado came on TV, you shut the fuck up. Like (laughs) your grandma would slap the shit out of you if you didn't shut up. And he was so just like, like, so theatrical about it. Like Virgo. And he would tell you all about like, you know, what you were going to do that year. It was Walter Mercado on New Year's Eve was like fire, dude, super hot fire. Dude, I've like, since you brought him up, I've like looked up videos and he's amazing. <laughs> he's amazing, dude. <laughs> he's fantastic. He's the most fancy oh. motherfucker. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I love. I don't him know so what much. I was expecting, but it wasn't that. <laughs> Dude, he's amazing. Basically. But he also looks like a Beverly Hills grandmother. <laughs> How dare you? I'm sorry. <laughs> she's not you wrong. Think he doesn't know. She's not wrong. He's had a lot of plastic surgery. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but this was like in the 90s and early 2000s, and and it just got you know it just got bigger. It just it never really went away for a lot of people and now it's become mainstream again yeah yeah and and it has been something very much associated with millennials like millennials and astrology and we totally have we have taken it and run with it and i feel like we own it we're just like fuck it we love astrology deal with it and the thing is like you know like astrology expresses complex ideas about personality life cycles and relationship patterns through the shorthand of the planets and zodiac symbols and this shorthand really it works well online and it, and it can be 
converted into memes very well yeah in a way that's like really very powerful before we get into the actual astrology memes while we're talking about astrology as a meme and like why it's happened there is like a lot of interesting reasons that people point to as to why astrology is such a thing right now and like one of them is that people tend to turn to astrology in times of stress yeah and we're kind of stressed out right now (laughs) we're a little on Ah. edge We're having a hard time. (laughs) (laughs) A small 1982 study by the psychologist Graham Tyson found that people who consult astrologers did so in response to stressors in their lives, particularly stressed linked to the individual's social roles and to his or her relationships, Tyson wrote. Under conditions of high stress, the individual is prepared to use astrology as a coping device, even though under low stress conditions, he does not believe in it, which is very interesting. So real, dude. It's It's very interesting. pray in really stressful situations yeah, right? and things yeah. like that yeah i was losing my mind like last october and i just like reached out to a friend who takes tarot very seriously and i was like please do a reading i need to know that things are gonna get better and in the back of my mind i was like for real but i was like shut up <laughs> i want to know what's in the cards and I- from a personal perspective, I love astrology. I love tarot. I love that kind of stuff. And I also consider myself like I'm an academic. So I'm a very logical person. Yeah. And I 100% recognize the flaws. Yeah. Like I don't claim they're not there. Yeah. I'm not like just like it's not like it's over my head. I get it. I see it. But I think a lot of people, a lot of very smart people like are into this and it's creating this new way we look at spirituality and work through spirituality and what we want to believe in and what we think actually like affects our lives and then how we conduct our lives because of what we believe in you know it's layered in a very complicated way and I think it's important just to kind of state that because I do think there are a lot of like when it comes to astrology and tarot, there are a lot of like haters out there that just don't seem to understand that kind of jump on the bandwagon of like, it's illogical. And it's like, right. Like the stars have no bearing yeah. on your life. And the thing is the Pete, like I can say 100%. It's not that we don't understand that. Like there's, there's something, there's a different layer of something that the people, at least I think the people that are into it are searching for and are grasping for. And that is where it gets interesting you know what i mean yeah there's just so many things about it that can draw you and i've been drawn to different aspects of it at different points in time like i could say when i was a little bit younger it was definitely much more of like a selfish and like a controlling thing like i i wanted to learn about like my traits and the people around me and like trying to read people and i was a lot more into psychology then and like trying to understand like how people's minds worked and now it's much more like an energy type of feeling for me where I when I do tune into it and I pay attention to things it's like you appreciate what serves you and you take things in and acknowledge and notice things without holding on to anything too tightly or like being dogmatic about it it's like be aware and understanding that there are greater powers outside of yourself and learn to respect and like live in those spaces i don't know i'm getting very no abstract I, but i feel you i totally yeah. agree so that's i mean that's me that's one person and just and it, it makes you it makes undeniably it makes you introspective exactly it makes you take a look at yourself 
in a way that I think is very powerful and like understand things about yourself and the people around you and also like make fun of yourself because that's the thing about current astrology culture it's like we are not afraid to drag ourselves and each other and it's pretty intense like these (laughs) astrology memes there's a really hilarious Instagram account right now it's called not all Gemini's (laughs) and it has been ruining my life but like in the funniest way not all it's really good i haven't seen this one yet that one's it's really good at not all gemini's and um and it's so getting on it right now it's so funny because the different signs have become memes everyone now knows that a virgo is a control freak meticulous hypochondriac and Scorpios are insane people and (laughs) cancers cry all the time (laughs) and like an Aries every time you're saying one of these I have a friend who's like popping up in my head but that's that's the great part of it is it like puts us all on like an even playing ground because no one is safe exactly Like like you're all fucking messes yeah (laughs) and i think people who have been into astrology for a while and kind of into it in this internet kind of culture i don't know i i first got deeper into it in my 20s on pinterest and like looking at pinterest things of astrology but the fact that instagram and twitter are making it really funny i think are bringing people who would have no interest in entertaining a conversation about astrology and making them realize that people who are interested in it find it funny also and like that is a gateway for people to just talk about it so the thing with both astrology as a meme and astrology memes because the prevalence of astrology memes is very like it's crazy it (laughs) 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 it's this complex See, we love this shit. We it's love it. So like, good. We can't it's not. such a pure we're, love. I know. We're currently looking at the is this a pigeon meme, which if you're not familiar, it's a <laughs> it's like an anime dude okay. and he sees a butterfly and he's like, Is this a pigeon? And um it's a highly exploitable image. It's been it's <laughs> been one of my favorite memes and it's been super, yeah, super popular lately. And there was another one I posted the other day that, oh, God, it was like the most perfect thing. And it was an astrology one. So it was the is this a pigeon meme? And it was Cancer, Taurus and Scorpio were the guy. And then the pigeon was a differing opinion from a loved one. Yeah. And then at the bottom was like, is this an attack on my very soul? (laughs) It was like the realest shit I've ever read. I was like, yes. That is me 100%. Yeah. yeah. So there's a ton of great astrology meme accounts. Um, another just fabulous one that I follow, Trash Bag Astrology. Oh, yeah. I like that so one good. a lot. It's got the pie charts. Yeah. They make the pie charts <laughs> like what I think about when someone tells me they're a blank. Yeah. And it's just like a lot of, it's just dragging. <laughs> yeah. You just get dragged. But also what's great about ast- astrology memes is there is a lot of dragging, <clears throat> but there's always like some nice stuff in there too. Yeah. But the thing is with these like astrology memes is so within the astrology canon, they're oftentimes taking one image and then repeating it for every sign. Yeah. So they're making memes 
for the entire zodiac. Yeah, and you feel really included. Yeah. You're like, oh, they did me. Yeah. They did Virgo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they and they so they take the same image and then they repeat it for every sign, and it's usually hilarious. But so they're taking a meme and then making a meme. Uh, out Mm -hmm. of it you know and what this is doing is it's adding this whole like it's making contemporary astrology something completely different than it ever used to be it's crazy it's completely different than what it used to be yeah it's oh what is this (laughs) when a scorpio commits it's a dude's tan lines from his crocs true dude (laughs) i wear these crocs for every day for a year we are all in commit We are the most committed motherfuckers. Oh, the they video. went all out with this. Anyway, yeah. so you know, um, we love memes. We love astrology, and goddamn, we love these Instagram <laughs> accounts. If you're listening and you happen to be an admin on Not All Gemini's, we love your account. Make one for us. <laughs> I'm a Virgo. Jenny's a Libra. Corey's a Scorpio, and Nat's a Capricorn. So just run with it i want to want to hear i want to hear all of your input on that anyone with an astrology like interest what is your input on our dynamic for real (laughs) write us a bio yeah right but yeah so astrology both as a meme astrology memes we love it we love it so much let's take a quick break we'll be back All right, we have returned, and we're talking about memes. We've talked about the origin of memes. We've talked about favorite memes. We've talked about art history memes. We've talked about astrology memes, and now we're gonna we're gonna get deep into into being art historians. We're gonna talk about something fun, and that is Dada and memes. Are memes the new Dada? Are they? Hmm. Tell us, Jen. Are they? You know the internet just uh, really is a place for a wide variety of content and um, something that has been the most enticing for us at least is this intersection between digital art and memes so whatever platform you're on tumblr instagram twitter you will every day find some outrageous user-generated content we've already talked about all the crazy astrology memes crying jordan meme um crying jordan oh that's a good one (laughs) all of the all of the new york memes yeah all right i loved new york from flavor of love and she she makes a great meme she (laughs) just had the most exploitable moments throughout her reality tv career every spongebob meme is perfect um so <laughs> every single one every single perfect. one so you know these things exist and without context though the the individual images would make no sense but when viewed from a broader perspective these random memes tell us a lot about ourselves and what we're kind of arriving at is that this is sort of a contemporary version of dadaism and the reason why is that I think that we are experiencing like a cultural upheaval. Oh yeah, in the 21st century. Oh yeah, I can feel the upheaval in my bones for real. Dadaism first became visible in the early 20th century. So the rise of the avant-garde Dada movement in Europe was connected with the disillusionment with modern life during the First World War. The Dada movement was politically left, anti-war, 
anti-bourgeois. Does this sound familiar? It does. (laughs) Is Um, this a Bernie Sanders rally? I know, right? (laughs) The art movement uh, continuously rejected the ruling art conventions and questioned the status of art. The Dadaist embodied the essence of anti-art. So that being said, Dadaists never had a clear goal with their own art intentions. They were just making art that made no sense. But it reflected the social situation of the time, which, again, is so relevant to the here and now. Yep. This whole idea of like meaningless, pointless art or anti-art really just challenging conventions as far as what we consider to be art or even high culture And all of it was really a response from the atrocities of World War One. So we can't ignore the fact that like watching the news for 15 minutes is a traumatic thing. And it completely makes sense that we would seek some kind of solace in absurd nonsense. Well, also, yeah, like just our existence and the news are absurd. Like... Like, everything about contemporary culture is absurd. So absurdism, I feel like absurdism is the only thing that makes sense. Yeah. So, you know, this entire episode is about memes. A meme that's been going around is this whole notion that we're living in a simulation and that the simulation has just gone haywire. And so things like Elon Musk dating Grimes... <laughs> That and- is nuts. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, is, there have been some great memes about that, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, just, just that's just one example. Like, there's just all kinds of where things are just so crazy that people don't even believe that it's real anymore. Everyone that touts simulation theory, which is the n- idea that for s- we're somehow living in some kind of computer simulation made by some kind of higher being it makes sense if you start to research it it will freak you out because you will be like yo (laughs) so that is where we're at right now in the 21st century (laughs) so that's where we are (laughs) things are so wild that we don't even believe it's real anymore there are a lot of people that believe wholeheartedly that we're living in a computer simulation because the world makes no sense right now (laughs) That's kind of what was happening during the early 20th century when the Dadaist artists, if you even want to call them that, were operating. So that brings another question up. Is it art? Is anti-art art? I don't know. That's a hard question. The Dadaists took everyday objects and made them into art. So they didn't want to separate art from life and they looked for ways to combine the two. We've talked about Marcel Duchamp on the show before, and uh, one of the most famous examples is an artwork titled Fountain, which is just a urinal put on its side, and he inscribed it um, with the name R. Mutt. What does that mean? We don't know. (laughs) What it really means is that Duchamp said, this is art, and I'm going to say that it's art, and it was absurd, and we kind of dig it. In the 21st century, something that's 
become talked about in the last couple of years is the fact that millennial humor is so weird yeah, and absurd. It is. And I love it. It's my favorite thing about our generation. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite ones was just like just like a ridiculous like you know and it's like something that just makes you laugh and you're like why is this even funny <laughs> it's like that terrible nickelback song oh yeah we talked about that on our annie lebowitz episode So, like, that was dumb as hell, right? <laughs> it's like the original lyric is, look at this photograph. But instead, he's just holding up a graph. And it just says, look at this graph. And, like, that's it. And then it's over. <laughs> like, that made us laugh for, like, <laughs> like a month. And then it, like, when zooms we in, in on his school. stupid face. It's and so good. Why? Is this funny? <laughs> <laughs> the absurd nature that characterized Dadaism has returned in recent years in our digitally networked society in the form of memes and other digital art. So weird YouTube videos, Vines. I miss Vine. Rest in peace. Yeah. So in the 20th century, the art movement Dadaism was actively criticized by the established order and it criticized the established order. So there was a... Mutual criticism. <laughs> a lot of that is happening again today. So young people are using memes to criticize the established order. We're frustrated and dissatisfied with modern society. Young people are commenting via the internet. They flood the domain with gifs. Gifs, not gifs. Yeah, they're gifs, guys. Good night if you call it gifs. <laughs> Stop listening. Get off our show. <laughs> it's gifs. <laughs> So the nature of the internet, it's a, it's got a viral sort of tendency, and this generation is fueled by a similar desire to that of the Dadaists, which is to address disillusionment. There's, it's not a surprise that millennials are making a movement that centers around absurdism and confusion and nonsense, because why not? Yeah. <laughs> it, all- honestly, absurdism's the only, it makes sense to me, like, and I love absurd art, because it just makes sense to me like because like I don't even really think of it in this sense of like oh god life is so terrible and everything's so hard yeah, it's I, not nihilistic no I don't even think about it I'm just like life is a mess and it's yeah. weird and there's no real right path and it's absurd and so I'm gonna lean into that yeah. like I'm gonna lean into how absurd things are and just be okay with that and I'm gonna laugh at this stupid meme and like I'm gonna integrate the absurdity into my everyday life because that makes the most sense yeah and it makes the most sense to most of the millennial generation and so can we call it art you think of art as something that is outside of mediums uh, such as the traditional ones of paint and sculpture then maybe yeah so it's like if you're gonna accept that conceptual art is art Mm -hmm. then you're willing to accept that absurdism can be an art movement yeah that's kind of how I actually kind of wanted to like wrap things up like what what are our thoughts are memes art Hmm. Well, yeah. I would say that that yeah. yeah, I would say if we want to, if we are looking at memes and internet content as we've talked about this podcast before, wanting to 
take visual culture as Mm -hmm. a whole seriously as art even if we're thinking of it in a dada sense as anti-art well yeah because still in the dialogue yeah Yeah. exactly because even though so dadaism was presenting itself as this anti-art but it's still in all of your art history yeah, textbooks we call it an art movement it's an exactly. art movement we didn't want to be an art movement but we it. made them an art movement <laughs> yeah right they because they choice. were an art movement so i yeah i 100 percent 100 not only like because of all of that because of the conceptual nature and what it means to society but like meme makers take their art seriously they put time into the images they create and the text they associate with those images and uh, oftentimes it's for the sake of comedy but i am a huge believer in comedy being an art form and like i have so much respect for meme creators that is something that i think is uh, like underappreciated even it's like they get a million followers but i don't think people really stop to think how much time it takes to make a meme every day like I haven't until so you've had time. this little uh, tirade right here. I haven't really thought about it, and I think you're right. <laughs> they do reserve, deserve respect. I haven't thought about actively disrespecting them, but now yeah. I do feel a lot of genuine respect. Sitting down and making a meme and every being day. being that socially and just, like, socially aware. Exactly. Because like, they're smart. To... Like, you have to be smart. You have to be engaged. Yeah. Well, the thing that makes a meme really successful is when a meme captures a specific moment in contemporary culture that is just you know it's art art. (laughs) it captures that moment that moment might just be completely absurd and chaotic and you're like what's happening a meme attempts to create order out of Mm -hmm. that chaotic moment and and we're in a world full of chaos and total just irrationality. So making a digestible piece of information mm-hmm. that can help you understand it a little bit or relate it to your own life in a way and and then make it funny. Yeah. That's pretty good. There's yeah. a lot going <laughs> on there and it's impressive and like I I mean I I'm trying to get better at it but I wish I was better at making memes. Yeah, I think it's like same. such a a talent and like you know I I mean I'm not even good at tweeting. Like I feel like every once in like like every 5 months I have a good tweet. Like it's one of those things that it just takes so much mm-hmm. to really for all the stars to align. And these meme creators do that like every day. Yeah. Every day they create this content making some sometimes really heavy subjects digestible yeah. it's commentary it's everything into this little image that scrolls on your instagram feed. yeah and then you see it and you absorb it it sits in your brain for a little while you take a piece of it and then it sort of just goes along its way yeah. and then it's or you can pass it on to a loved one or <laughs> save it for later for right? reference i and... have like 8000 saved memes on like right. my instagram right now ever since they came into the save oh, option that was so i saved everything um, well done instagram good job with the save option yeah that helped with my research so you know internet art is really a representation of this young generation who are living in our contemporary society and a lot of millennials and millennial that definition is like very flexible i've heard that a millennial can be considered anyone born after 1980 which i was like really 
Like that seems See, like I long. actually so like this is my understanding. And the thing is these generational things are so like meh. But like my understanding is is it's if you're born from early nineteen eighties to like 2000 2001 mm-hmm. meaning like 18 year olds right now they're not millennials no. they're they're generation z mm-hmm. um which is a whole new thing i f- almost feel like it's a misconception that all young people are millennials it's like no they're not yeah honestly anyone under the age of 20 right now isn't a millennial no like millennials we were cognizant and growing when the internet Mm -hmm. that's what a millennial was yeah it's true and and we're also the generation that is directly feeling all of the shit (laughs) that the generation before us did it's like a very specific group of people that are feeling super unhappy really confused really stressed out and so this whole moment in time is kind of a special time and it feels really chaotic. A lot of things feel really meaningless. And so something about emphasizing this like meaningless of our established order and making these absurd images is somehow giving us meaning. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that it's bringing, it's bringing us together. Yeah. It brings you, it brings you a sense of community and understanding. And mm-hmm. I agree. I totally think that's art. It's art. It's art. It's art, guys. It's the art, damn it. And if you disagree, I I would love to hear you make an argument after that because I think we yeah. <laughs> we made a pretty good one. I think it's a pretty good argument, but I would love to hear what our listeners have to say. Um, I would be sh- surprised to hear <laughs> yeah. disagreements, but, but I would yeah. welcome them. But please email us if you have a good argument against it or just thoughts on memes. Memes are such a huge thing yeah we could keep going this could be a three-hour episode we're not going to make it a three-hour episode but it could be because there's just so so many layers yeah yeah so Um, many memes i know there's so many especially when you step outside of the idea of internet memes and think about memes as just the development of like ideas in in our time frame we did a good job yeah i think we hit a lot yeah i'm looking at the end of our document here and we like wrote down all these memes that we were going (laughs) to like go in and like break down and deconstruct and yeah I mean, we don't have we're time. not gonna do but, that <laughs> but i do want to mention if you've ever been in a situation where you don't understand a meme and you don't want to look stupid in front of your friends check out knowyourmeme.com i love this website it's a great website <laughs> you can look up the meme that you're confused yeah. about and it's like gives you the origin it explains exactly what's going on yeah. in the meme this is art <laughs> guys it's art come on so knowyourmeme.com no, is like, a museum is the historians of yeah like, i know i want to like meet the people that put this website together yeah just be like wow you guys did a really good job it's a great resource so yeah. check that out but i also feel like so to wrap this episode up because <laughs> yeah. we we're just talking about absurdism yes this is one of my favorite emails we've ever gotten oh my god it's i'm really so good. excited <laughs> All right, it is, the subject is A Midsummer Night's Dream. And it's from? Anonymous Bosch. What? (laughs) All right, here we go. Hey, babes. So I woke up from a nap a while ago, and I felt really sad and couldn't remember why. I went to the bathroom, and then suddenly, while on the toilet, remembered the dream I had during my nap, and realized that was what was making me sad. I had a dream that I became one of the art history babes, and we were writing down episode ideas. I gave my list to Corey and Natalie to look over while Jen and Ginny were drinking and laughing about something. Corey and Natalie read the list, looked at each other, and then looked at me with unwarranted shade. 
Whoa. You, you told me to wait a moment while the four of you convened together and talked in whispers. A few moments later, you all came back to me and you guys kicked me out of the podcast. What? I felt like I was in the art history version of Mean Girls. So I guess, <laughs> so I guess my question is why? What did I write down that was so horrendous? P.S. I love you guys so much. This is an hate mail. <laughs> <laughs> so so good it's so good i love it so much Aww, I, all i can imagine is that you were suggesting like a like a gogan yeah gogan is awesome yeah, yeah. <laughs> gogan extravaganza yeah. <laughs> gogan gananza <laughs> That made no sense. Go gangananza. <laughs> and we were like, you clearly don't understand what we are about. I know. That's and like the only thing I can think yeah. of. I know. Other than that, we're pretty much open to l- yeah. everything. Yeah. Also, we don't whisper. <laughs> so just- maybe it was Jeff Coons. It could also oh, have been Je- Jeff Coons. Jeff, if, you, if you had a, a just loving on Jeff Coons moment, that might have been a little iffy too. But I like that. I like. wonder which one of the mean girls each each of us would be i don't even know i don't know dude. either damn right i want to be um the mom <laughs> no <laughs> that's cool not fair <laughs> everyone to be... wants to be the cool mom Amy but she wasn't cool i'll be tim meadows as a principal <laughs> okay <laughs> i love that email that's, that's a great email that's fantastic thank you anonymous bosh fact, for having dreams about us the fact that we made your way our way into your subconscious just brings like me all so four much joy. of us this is i'm flattered i'm very flattered so thank you for sharing we very much appreciate it we love it and thank you everyone for listening if you've had any art history babe related dreams tell us about them yeah i want to know <laughs> about your back. dreams i want to know i want to know about your memes and your dreams <laughs> <laughs> your meme dreams your meme dreams <laughs> also if you're listening to this episode we mentioned it at the beginning but we also are doing a youtube video in tandem where we will hey youtube we'll put a lot of these images we were talking about up on the video because we covered hella images in this I episode know. like we were just it's like a lot. we were just making our way through so many memes it's probably a lot to take by audio so if you check out the youtube video and listen along that way you'll be able to see some of the images and also check out some of our other youtube content we've got vlogs and we talk about different artists we got book reviews new featured artist we have a new featured artist zach clark who made amazing prints that you need to check out so also go to our youtube and check out our featured artist video with zach clark we love zach clark so much content there's so much content out there and you should check it out check out our content check out our content make memes out of our content dude do it you guys have pictures of us now from our youtube make yeah. memes out of us if you make a meme like tag us in it yeah do i want to see what y'all astrological do. memes you guys know our signs now oh, you know our man. faces make yeah. little man that's like a dream like if someone made an astrology meme out of us oh right. man. i know i would lose my mind that is a straight dream just uh oh. i am a virgo virgo right Taurus moon. I am a uh, Scorpio sun, Capricorn moon, Leo rising. Ooh. Yeah. I'm a Capricorn sun, Scorpio moon, Aquarius rising. There you go. Dang. I don't know Ginny's. Gin- she's a Virgo sun. No, no. Gin- no, no Virgo. Libra. Libra sun. She's a Libra sun and she has, I don't know her exact placements, but she has hella Libra in her chart. Yeah. So she's very Libra, but she's kind of a Libra Scorpio cusp. So, astrology nerds out there, have fun. (laughs) 
All right, you guys. All right. This has been fun. I loved this episode. Me too. I, I could I just want to talk about memes. I'm gonna look at we're gonna not all Gemini's while. when we we're get gonna, yeah. we're gonna start a a new podcast called the meme the meme babes and <laughs> just like discuss memes every week we're the meme babes <laughs> oh my god like oh the meme girls meme girls like <gasps> mean girls oh or anonymous oh, oh shit. anonymous <laughs> you started this oh no you guys all right this has been a good one thank you for listening bye bye y'all have a good time yeah (laughs) heavenly bodies like you know scenes from your dad's catholic imagination (laughs) um i don't know the art history babes podcast is made possible by support from our lovely listeners via patreon head over to patreon.com slash art history babes to help keep the art history babes going and for access to bonus content